0: This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. I blame everybody. I blame the defenders in possession. I also blame the attacking players because they were too scared to do it. Evening, morning, whatever it is for you, it is time for Football Funny. This is On The Left Side, I'm Jim, and we're about to crack on with this look over the last few days of football newsification. Let's go. No one. And I mean... No one is happy in football right now. Unless you're a City fan, that is. And even then, you're probably a bit narked that you've got to play Liverpool in the next round of the Champions League and haven't been given a bye straight through to the final because, well, you're quite good at football at the moment. Have it. There are murmurs of discontent and angry protests being passed around the Premier League right now, like a Thai sex worker at a Leicester City tour of the Far East. Sure. Some of it is there for all to see, like the recent angry protests at West Ham United. Tensions don't seem to have calmed down there very much, with the protesters who made their way onto the pitch at the Olympic Stadium furious at being told they won't be able to attend another game for five years. They were no doubt hopeful of getting lifetime bans to help them avoid any more pain. I say fair play to them. To get all the way from the seats the pitch at West Ham's ground probably means they have fitness levels better than most of the Hammers team. But like I say, no one seems to be particularly delighted right now as it slowly starts to dawn on supporters up and down the land that this season will be just as disappointing as the previous one. Take Spurs for example. Just like the 10 seasons previous, this was meant to be their year. This was going to be the season that the club secured that elusive piece of silverware and then it just all went a bit... well... Spursy. Having already, in the last few years, secured the impressive, almost-catching Leicester City Cup, this year, the -the looking-half-decent-in-the-Champions-league-but-ultimately-getting-knocked-out-quite-early trophy can be added to the sparse trophy cabinet in the redeveloped White Hart Lane. As Tottenham snatched defeat from the jaws of victory against Juventus in a match that is most likely to be the high point of Arsenal's season? You'll never be a bigger club than us, so shut the fuck up. we run North London. Skrrr-rah! Still, it's always next year, eh? Anyway, with Harry Kane in the kind of form he's in, surely a top-four finish and a good run in the FA Cup is guaranteed. Sorry, did I say form? I meant plaster cast. Oh... Yep, obviously, with this being a year in which England is due to compete in a major tournament, it's important to observe the tradition of one of the country's great white hopes picking up a major injury going into the competition. (coughs) Wayne Rooney in 2006, David Beckham in 2002, Jack Wilshere, well, in pretty much every tournament, and Harry Kane in 2018. Although... Thankfully, it does look like Kane will return in time for the tournament in Russia. And he may even have time to get match fit for when we get booted out on penalties in the first knockout game. So, let's hope he keeps a stiff upper lip to go with that oversized floppy tongue. (coughs) The most anger at the moment seems to be coming out of Old Trafford, which is a club in crisis. No, no, no. Much worse than that. Do, do that thing. With the, you know, like the, uh, the big dramatic thing. In crisis. Much better. Well, in crisis as much as a club who are currently second in the Premier League can be in crisis anyway. It all kicked off for a lot of fans after manager Jose Mourinho completely fucked the Champions League by losing 2-1 at home to Sevilla in a result that no doubt saw Jamie Carragher jump straight in his Range Rover and drive up and down the motorway shouting, 2-1, unlucky lad, to anyone in a red shirt. It seemed for many, this was a watershed moment. Not so much the result, but it was the instant that fans realised no matter how much money Jose spends, his expensively assembled millionaires would always play a style of football more befitting Stoke City. And I don't even mean the Mark Hughes Stoke City, I mean the Tony Poulis one. (laughs) The Reds were frustrated, and no more so than comedian Steve Shanyasky, who came up with the perfect analogy on radio station XS Manchester. It was diabolical, it was depressing, <laughs> it, was pa- it was passionless, it was, it was confusing. Awful. It was awful. It was like, sometimes when I swim, you've got the elderly, they've got their own lane, and they don't swim... They sort of bounce up and down, walking up and down, and you're watching them, thinking, "Are you going to swim? Are you swimming or walking? What are you doing? Are you swimming? Cause have a swim. If you're walking, go and have a walk. Don't come in the swimming pool and start walking about. It makes no sense. And it felt exactly the same watching United. It felt like there were elderly people bobbing up and down a swimming bath. Beautifully put. And to build on that analogy, with the kind of respect that Jose seems to be showing the club and the fans right now, he's probably taking a leak in the shallow end as well. So how do you calm angry fans? You take the blame, maybe promise more in the future, focus on the positives, but not Jose, because Jose went full Jose and deflected the blame like never before. Was it his fault that United had lost and lost so diabolically? Of course not. It was the club's fault because Manchester United are a club that are used to losing. I sit in this chair uh, twice in the Champions League and I knock out Man United at home at Old Trafford. I sit in this chair with Porto Man United out. I sit in this chair with Real Madrid Man United out. So I don't think is something new for the for the club great way to win over the crowd Jose just remind them how shit their football team has been I hope Alan Pardew's taking notes interestingly he has kind of got a point because the most successful Champions League manager at the club in the post Fergie era is in fact David Moyes (laughs) David Moyes A man who could well have relegated two other Premier League clubs in Sunderland and West Ham before his original contract at Manchester United has even expired. It wasn't just the historic failure of the club that was the issue, however. It was also the money that Jose was given to spend as manager. And he demanded more cash in order to compete with the big boys. I mean... If you forget about the 300 million pounds that Jose has spent during his time at Manchester, it's amazing he's even managed to find 11 players that can kick a ball in a straight line. Well, 10 players and Paul Pogba, who hasn't quite mastered that particular talent yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should all have a whip round, see if we can club together and give Jose a bit of the cash he needs. Every season, managers like me are forced to survive on multi million pound budgets. Um, Only able to bring in one, uh, two uh, global superstars to provide disappointing performances. Um, Sometimes even forced to sell fringe players in in order to make ends meet. You know, just 300 million is enough for football coaches like me to create a team full of big names, but not to have them play him with any consistency or, or flair. You know, come on Manchester, give a little to me now, give me money. But that wasn't the end for Jose this week. He chose to use his pre-match press conference ahead of United's game with Brighton to go on a 12 minute uninterrupted rant about the club's heritage. Imagine the ego of that man. To talk on and on for minutes on end, not pausing to let other people talk, not pausing for breath and just assuming that other people want to listen to his monologue. You'd never catch me doing that. (coughs) I won't bore you with the details of the chat in which Jose does go on and on about football heritage, which sounds like a really boring Sky Sports documentary. But I will sum up the entire press conference in just four words. It's not my fault, which pretty much sums up every single post-match interview I've ever seen Mourinho give. So I said everyone in football is angry right now. Not quite everybody, because Jurgen Klopp doesn't possess the ability to be angry. At least not for very long. The affable German is the glimmer of light in this week's Gloomy on the Left Side podcast as he was even raising a smile after Liverpool's horror draw against Man City in the Champions League. I think it's an absolute dream draw for all Man United fans. Um, and uh, the good news is for Man City, difficult as well. I saw Big Eri Stein's face after the draw and that it didn't look like it's Christmas and Easter the same day. So it's, um, it's hard work. I don't know, Jürgen, it could be just like Christmas. I've seen Liverpool's defence this season, And I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's a man dressed in red who gives away a massive gift and somebody ends up with the sack. Ho, ho, ho. That's it for another show. Make sure you hit subscribe on whatever app or device you're currently using to listen to this podcast. That way, you'll get next week's show as soon as it's ready. But only do that if you really liked this week's show. If you didn't, well, screw you. Bye. On the left side is written and produced by Ant McGimley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio. Give me money.